0: Good morning everyone. Jim Laird here. Dr. Stillman will be joining me shortly. Today we're going to be talking about what are the most important blood tests. I know there's a lot of confusion out there. There's so many different options. Dr. Stillman's going to be going over his essential labs and why he likes those types of labs. Please help us out. Subscribe. If you are subscribed, hit the bell for the notifications so you could get alerts to when we're going live. Please ask us any questions you want us, topics you want us to cover in the in the future or questions you have for us today, and we'll do our best to get to them. Right now, we're running a sale on our fundamentals of wellness with coaching. Uh, 10% off if you enter the code July4TH, so July 4th. There is a link in the description below so that you can access that so we can help you. A lot of people just need some accountability. They need some support. They need simplification. So that being said, Dr. Stillman has joined us. Good morning, Dr. Stillman, how are you? Good morning, everyone. I'm great. How are you, Jim? Great. So doctor, there's all these options now. There's scans and tests and all sorts of things. And you could literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on all these different things. Yeah. What are the most essential, simple blood tests that people can get to basically
1: see what's really going on under the hood so number one and this somewhat depends on age but for the vast majority of people who i'm working with who are 30 35 to 60 65 not that i don't have plenty of patients older than that not that i don't have plenty of patients younger than that but my top lab tests are vitamin d that's 25 hydroxy storage vitamin d uh, high sensitivity crp um cbc and cmp i like to check because there's sometimes some clues in there and you will pick up things like anemias lipid panels uh, so but i don't do more advanced than just the simple um, cholesterol triglycerides ldl hdl uh, lab tests um those are the top lab tests that i run i also will add particularly in men ferritin levels And then I'll often look at hormone levels in both men and women because of how important it is to have proper healthy levels and balance of hormones uh, in your body for optimal health and vitality. And so we see a lot of low hormone levels in people who are overstressed, overworked, not eating enough. Um, Any of these things can contribute to that as well as things like artificial light, serious EMF pollution and exposure. All these things can create... You know, the imbalances that we see in labs and what you'll often see, and I should add to all those actually a magnesium level. And what you'll see as these, well, and I also want to add a hemoglobin A1C if I'm going to look at a mag. Uh, And what you'll see as these labs um, deteriorate is that people's overall vitality gets worse and worse and worse. And the faster you identify these problems, the better off you are in terms of the case because you can get out ahead of the problem before it becomes more than just a laboratory abnormality and actually becomes a serious uh, medical problem.
0: Yeah. Before the fire gets out of control, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the the importance of the inflammatory markers um, and, and where a lot of people go wrong as far as
1: uh, addressing those numbers. So the main inflammatory markers that I'm looking at are high sensitivity, CRP and ferritin. And my Colleagues might be looking at other markers for inflammation overall, but those are the ones that I most um, find most helpful in understanding what's going on with someone. So the high sensitivity CRP is really important. It's, it's a really great marker for telling us your overall risk of heart attack. And so the high sensitivity CRP uh, predicts your 10-year overall risk of heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular disease, et cetera problem with this test is that it tends to go up with very, very small insults or injuries. So you know, I joke with patients that if they stub their toe, their high sensitivity CRP is gonna go up. If they have a bad day, if they have a headache, it might cause their high sensitivity CRP to go up. Now, that's being very vague or very broad in terms of what can cause an abnormality that's not a long-term lingering condition, which is why I have a very low threshold to recheck it. So when I see a high sensitivity CRP in someone that's elevated, I will recheck that uh, over the coming months to make sure that it's normalizing and headed in the right direction. And I usually check it quarterly along with all the other labs that I, I mentioned, although I won't recheck labs that are normal more than once a year. So that's the high sensitivity CRP. And then the ferritin, ferritin rises as total body iron levels go up, but it also rises as sex steroid hormone levels get deranged particularly as testosterone drops out. Uh, And ferritin can also go up whenever there's some kind of acute inflammatory problem or stress. And that makes it a great marker for your overall inflammation, as you mentioned. So what I'm looking at with the ferritin is we wanna have it in an optimal range, which from my perspective is certainly below 200 and really we may be best off between something like 50 or 85 and 150. But that's not very clear from the literature it's clear to me that there's a floor that somewhere below which people don't do well. That's probably the 60s, 70s, 80s, and maybe as low as the 50s. Uh, and then you, uh, you really don't want people running in the 200s, 300s, 400s, because that's a real marker for your overall risk of heart disease, stroke, cancer, things like that.
0: So when you're working with patients, um, you know, blood work is like a split shot second in time. So mm-hmm. a lot of people will get a bad lab result. And all of a sudden they'll do these crazy, you know, whether it's certain drugs or whatever, they'll treat the numbers. How do you incorporate labs into your overall philosophy as far as working with someone and getting them going in the right direction? Obviously we wanna see labs over a period of time. That's gonna right. give us the best idea of where people are at, but how do, how do you incorporate the numbers based on, uh, the numbers compared to where the person is, how they're feeling, how do you incorporate all that together?
1: So I created, the annual plans at my, at my practice around quarterly lab draws, because I found that what was more important than anything was that we had time together, to, you know, patients and I, to have enough months to really sort out everything that was going on. So that means quarterly lab draws. I added to that um, group coaching uh, for every person who's in a program with us. And the annual plans are really organized around that quarterly lab draw schedule and then the group coaching in between that and then health coaching or nurse visits in between that uh, the person will be you know learning more about how to be healthy fine-tuning their diet their lifestyle things like that and the reason i like the quarterly uh, lab draws is that it's enough time to replete nutrients like say magnesium and get out ahead of or redress lab abnormalities like something like a hemoglobin a1c so hemoglobin a1c as an example doesn't really fluctuate much day-to-day because it's a three to four month marker of your overall glucose levels so if i look at that quarterly i'm seeing generally a running average of what you were the last three to four months and that's why i don't check it more often than you know so if someone pushed me i'd check it in three months but that's really that's not enough time to really see where i mean it's it's enough time to see where it's moving but you might as well wait three to four months there's no reason not to and again with supplements to address something like a magnesium level or a zinc level, you really need three to four months to make really good progress. So that's what I do. Okay, Um, why is an overall looking at the whole, you know,
0: a lot of people get so obsessed with the labs, right, and Mm -hmm. why is having an overall approach, like focusing on lifestyle, sleep, all these different
1: factors, why is that so critical as opposed to just treating a number? so people will get distracted by the labs because they're so uh for some reason they're very appealing i think people love self-quantification they love learning about themselves particularly if it's something that's simple this is why part of why astrology is big people go to tarot card readers palm readers um they'll do all kinds of other things to try and identify and understand who and what they are right But the problem is that your labs are the net result of your diet and your lifestyle. And so if you have a trashed diet and lifestyle, your labs are going to look horrible. And trying to supplement or biohack your way out of a bad diet and lifestyle never really works. And you may make some progress for a short period of time, but it's not going to be significant, durable improvement in your overall health and vitality and quality of life. And that's why you have to have more time with the person. And so people will ask me, well, how much magnesium should I take? And I may be able to sort of look at the lab value and say, well, you need this much. But Then I've also had the experience of people who came to me who uh, they were under excessive, excessive amounts of stress. And so when I gave them a normal dose of magnesium, it didn't bring it up. Uh, Versus someone who's under very little stress and their number of magnesium comes up really beautifully, wonderfully. So I have to get to know the person and help them with all these things. And, you know, we get a lot of compliments from people who are in our group coaching sessions. They say, you know, we get so much out of this. We're so grateful to have the community. It's very helpful to hear other people's problems and how you work through them and process them, because a lot of what, you know, we do in the group coaching sessions is we help people understand our process of thinking through a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'll occasionally have someone, for example, because I'm not licensed in every state, our annual plans are available in New York and Florida and they're available. If you're willing to fly and see us in Florida, we have a couple people coming in today for, for physicals actually. So, so we can take care of people anywhere so long as they're willing to fly to see us. But if you want just coaching, sometimes people will ask us and we have people in other countries too, where I can't possibly order labs. Well, actually that's not really true. I've actually been really surprised at the fact that I can order labs in other countries, but anyway,
0: or they can order the labs themselves. Right?
1: Right. Exactly. So, you know, when people are coming to us from, say, other countries or other states, or maybe they have a primary care doctor who will order what they ask for, we can say to them, Hey, you know, here is your, this is what I would check if you were the patient in my office right now. And I don't even necessarily word it like that. I just explain, Here's, you know, why I would check a ferritin or why I would check a test- testosterone or why I would check a this or why I would check that. And then the patient can take that to their regular doctor and say, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about this and, you know just 2 months ago i had a guy who i said look i would check a ferritin level or sorry a ferritin and iron and a and a testosterone level and he took it to his doctor he had to convince his doctor to check the testosterone level and finally the doc acquiesced and ran the level and sure enough he was actually truly low and so they repeated it and he was truly low again and so now he's on trt and he's feeling much better so that's how we help people in our coaching programs we actually help them navigate their medical system and then when they're actually patients at the practice we're able to get them, first of all, really wonderful discounts on labs that practically speaking pay for the cost of the consultations over the course of the year with me and my team. And so that's how we're able to get people progress both on the lab side through the things that you would normally expect the doctor to do. Medications when necessary, supplements, supplement protocols, certain diets, therapeutic diets. But then in the rest of the time together, we're doing lifestyle coaching, health coaching, things like that.
0: I think a prime example of treating a number is, you know, the use of metformin with type two diabetics, right? Mm-hmm. And metformin really helps improve, you know, overall outcomes, life expectancy. Yes. But the problem is they don't cover the underlying root cause of what, what's causing the issue. They just cover it up with metformin and in time it doesn't work and they end up, you know, crashing and burning eventually. So you've got to have that lifestyle change as well. Right. If you're watching right now, you know, like the video, drop us a question for future episodes. We'd love to get your support on that. Right on Monday, Doctor Stillman and I are going to be going over the biggest mistakes we see happening in the healthcare industry mm-hmm. and what you can do about it. And Doctor Stillman is actually going to go over um, our entire program. We've we've really pretty much revamped everything and pivoted to kind of help people navigate this. Would it be, would disaster be a good word for this? The yeah, it's system? a disaster. It's, yeah, a disaster.
1: So, it's an imploding disaster. It's not just a disaster. It's currently actually imploding. Right. So make sure you're, I'm going to have this
0: up later today. It'll be on our YouTube channels. It'll be on Facebook. You know, set a reminder for that. Um, you know, set the notification because Dr. Stillman is going to go step by step through every program we have. If you want to work with us, how you can become involved and what's the best fit for you so that we can assist you. We have every price point imaginable. So, um, we're super excited about Monday. So make
1: sure you tune in for
0: that. Let's see. I don't see, think we have, had... we don't
1: have a dollar general price point, Jim, but we have,
0: well, pretty, pretty doggone close. Well, these are the, this is the dollar general price point, right? This is the, <laughs> this is, this is cheap. This is discount dollar general. we we try to put oh, out, no, as let's much... be
1: honest with the way things are dollar general. You can't get anything there for a dollar anymore. No, it's true. But, but we, anyway,
0: we try to put out as much free, information as possible between yeah. our instagram lives and between yeah. these and all the podcasts that you do yep um i think we we definitely
1: put out as much value as we possibly can so james asks doctor my triglycerides were slightly elevated in my last blood test is this something to be concerned about so james i like a triglyceride level to be under 100 and closer to 50 and when i see that the triglyceride level is not low or low normal i should say I become concerned that that person is exposed to or has been exposed to some level of toxins in their environment that are poisoning their liver i'm concerned that they're over consuming potentially fat or carbohydrate or both they're often eating a low protein diet they always have problems with their vitamin and mineral and nutrient density in their diet so that's the kind of thing that i help people fine-tune not only from their labs but also with their lifestyle because a high triglyceride level it never comes down to just dietary changes You can fix it often with just dietary changes, but it really takes, you're, you're better off with a certain amount of of lifestyle coaching and changes in your daily routine and lifestyle.
0: One of the biggest mistakes I've seen people make when it comes to labs is training like an absolute lunatic the day before their labs. Um, You know, that can really throw off your inflammatory markers and really freak your doctor out, especially if they aren't used to dealing with people that train. Sure. And then also if you have more muscle mass, you have to take that into consideration when you're, when you're evaluating your labs as well. Like Dr. Stillman is going to read my labs a lot differently than he, than he's going to read a little old lady who's 105 pounds. Right. Especially when it comes to creatinine levels and That's things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So you really want to have a doctor who has a wide range of experience of working with different people and taking your individual, um, situation in context right yeah exactly and that's what we do well everyone have a wonderful weekend remember to tune in on monday uh, unless you have anything you want to end with dr stillman um, check out our links in the description below and we look forward to seeing you on monday
1: yeah if people want to learn more about the annual plans they can click on my link tree which should be in the description below if it's not it's plastered all over my social media you don't have to go far to find it And if you just go to the schedule consultation, you fill out that form, you'll get a series of emails with instructions on how you can do that. So thanks everyone for watching. Have a great day.